on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. We've got receivables coming in. Like, like everything yeah. should be okay because I, I just haven't stopped working, haven't stopped working. I'm doing everything I can. Yep. But then all of a sudden, the, the cash flow turned into a, oh, no. No go. Oh, no. And, uh, and it was dark. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, it really, like, how am I going to do this? What are we going to do? You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. We're back at you today. I got Steve Filio here on the King stage. My brother, how are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. You know, I'm fired up. We were just off air talking elk hunting, one of my most favorite topics. But you're not an elk hunter yet. But dude, the fact that you have thought about this and maybe want to be one day gets me fired up. I want to go right now, even though I just got back. Steve, what kind of business do you have? Tell us why we're here. All right. I run Blue Earth Deconstruction. It's a specialty, what most people think of as a demo company outside of Chicago. We cover all of Chicago land and all that. But what we do is we deconstruct homes being plated for tor being torn down or being remodeled. Think of it as all the demo that goes into every construction project, whether it's somebody redoing their kitchen or taking down an entire house, we yeah. get crazy stuff like barns and whatnot. But all of that stuff is the number one contributor to landfill waste. It's roughly one third of landfills is just coming from demolition. And when you think about it, that is most people, their home is their greatest investment in their entire life. Yeah. And when somebody either buys that or, you know, moves that or whatever, all that stuff just goes to a landfill. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, you know, building materials that all this energy and cost has gone into. Well, what we do is that for every project, we reclaim and put into reuse everything that's reusable. Kitchen cabinets, counters, appliances, hardwood floors, trim, doors. We, we denail all the framing lumber so that wow. in an industry that contributes to a third of landfill waste, we're actually preventing, you know, roughly 80 to 90% of that and diverting that from the landfill and getting it into reuse so somebody else can use it. And we support a lot of nonprofits through that so yes. that we can help our clients save money. Uh, we do a lot for the environment, but we also support a lot of social programs that come out of the reuse and refill of those items through our nonprofit. Wow. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like I'm in the presence of a real king in all seriousness, like that, the, the mindset of the kingship mindset that we talk about so many times on the show and, and in our mastermind group is just this. It's not just you any longer. It's not just the warrior phase, right? Like you're taking care of way more. Uh, there's way more on your shoulders, but guys like you and I kind of like that, but you just. You just like stood up there like a freaking president and gave the state of the union, bro. Like you're doing like really big things. I love it. It, uh, you know, if I had known what we were getting into, I probably wouldn't have had the stomach for it. It's one of those things where it was just, I, I, when people ask, I always say it's just it, the idea whose time has come. Like it kind of, I knew I wanted to start a business and I never thought that it would be as down and dirty as what I'm doing right. now. Right. But it was just once it clicked and it was like, well, wait a second. Like. Why does all this stuff get thrown away? Like that seems silly. 
And we kind of, it took us years to like pivot around and figure out the model to, you know, with our partnerships and, and the way that we market and who are actually the clients are to really figure it out Yeah, because it was just like a, this is too good an idea to not do. And so it kind of a reverse plan where I, I, you know, in hindsight, it's like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have, but it was like, I don't know if it could have happened any other way than just diving into it. And we've, we figured it out over a year. Isn't that business though? Like in all seriousness, we always want to say, okay, step one, two, three, four, five, six, and then I'm going to be there. But we get started with one, hopefully, right? Like everybody's listening, at least got started with step one. Or maybe they're on two or three, but but it's always this backtrack of like, oh, geez, I, I didn't know I was going to need to learn that. And so you take yeah. a pit stop or you have to reverse or back up or whatever. And so I think that you're, I think what you just said there, even though you said it pretty, you know, casually, is the story of every listener as well, which is like, it doesn't necessarily go in order. I wish that I had known other things first. Hindsight is twenty twenty. What you know now is obviously allowing you to make decisions in the future better and better, which is what I want to get into. Before we jump into any of that, though, we've kind of just been rolling here, me and you. Why do you do this? Like, not not this. Yeah, maybe the environment. Okay, fine. Okay, there's, okay. For Steve, why are you still pushing? You're at a level of success where you probably don't have to, but you do anyway. Tell me why. I, I think it kind of gets back to where we start. Well, it, it, sorry, two answers. So number one is I, I do, and it's, it's just, this work needs to be done. You know, it, it just, it just makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And for every project that like, let's say we don't get, I mean, we could keep a lot and a lot of it comes down to cost and, you know, like we do things right. And there are a lot of guys that will come in and not do things right. And to compete yeah. in that so. environment gets tough. If I don't do a job, then that's another dumpster you know, full of stuff that somebody in an impoverished neighborhood could upgrade their lifestyle. Oh. I mean, like it, it seems That's like a wasted heavy. opportunity. And if we don't do it, then I, there's not a lot of people, there's maybe a couple dozen people in the whole country that do what we do at this level. We should be in every city doing this just because it helps everybody. So like yeah. it's it, that thing where I can't get out, but at the same time, like there have been, I mean, I, more times than I can count where it's like, you come home and it's like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I just want to sell the thing and be gone and start fresh. This is what I should have done. This right. is, you know, but then I'm pot committed. Like we're, we're in and we do this and we've got a present and, you know, I, luckily I have a lot of like good people around me who on those days, you know, will let me vent a little bit and let me kind of slap you back into minutes. place. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I luckily I have a lot of good slappers around me. And it, yeah. it, then it's like every time you get through that, like I, I just went through one of those where like something came up. I was like, good. Like I already have a full plate and now this other thing popped up and I got to take care of it. And, and what, how are we going to do it all? And then after a week, it's like, oh my God, I'm so glad I hung up. Like I could have dropped out, you know, after our first couple of years. And never done any of it, but just that not giving up, turn the boat, go like, get after it, figure out a way. And I don't know if there's any other way to do it. Yeah. You know, like what you were saying about it, you've got that step-by-step process. And I'm sure like, I, it's so funny. Like the farther you get along, it's almost like every, no, like cheaply, you've got your, your posters back there. Stay humble and hustle. It's used for the week. Like, yep. It's amazing how like those simple, you know, postcard things actually come out to be like the key 
Oh, yeah. Where literally, I'm sure you've seen it. That, that little diagram where it's like, this is what people think success looks like. Yeah. And then this is what success really looks like. Yeah. So true. So true. So true. You know, the, the number one thing I heard you say, obviously, outside of that last little comment, because you're just, I mean, so profound, so simple, so profound. What I heard you say about you was that you're an industry disruptor. And what I have found is that there are certain, there's a few categories that almost every entrepreneur fits in. Some are legacy driven, some are industry disruptors, you know, and that's what you are. You just, everything you just said is, I have to do this because somebody has to, like, it's not right if it doesn't get changed. And, and there's like this moral compass in you where you're like, no, I might be one man, but I'm going to freaking do what I can. And I just love that about industry disruptors. There's plenty listening, I'm sure right now. I want to encourage them to, uh, to pay close attention to your story here because that's exactly what you are, man. And I love it. I love the in energy behind it and, uh, and what you're bringing. I want to know, what was the beginning like? Was entrepreneurship before this? Was this the first business? Like, how did it, how did it, you know, it, it's funny. I, I don't get a chance to read as many now because I'm, I'm busy doing, but man, I read everything and I always knew that I wanted to be, do something different. Like even in my twenties, like there was a phase where I was paying the rent, playing online poker. You know what? Which was good. I kind of like being, you know, I bartended in the past. Like I always <laughs> just thought, I'm like, I just don't fit in. Like I, yeah. I'm going to edit it. I would like, I'll tell you, I was the crappiest employee because I was always like, well, this is how we should do it. And this would make this better. And this, what are they doing? Now I have complete respect for every owner, boss, manager that I ever worked for. Cause like, oh my God, they like, no, I know why they did it that way. And that made a lot of sense and, and it, it yeah. helps with humility. Yeah. But I remember reading a couple books. I was telling you before, you know, four hour work week was a big one. And then yeah. I completely just threw that out the window. Cause now it's like 400 hour work week. I got into an industry. I can't automate just yet. Golden Lynch pit was a real okay. turning point for me where I was like, you know, and as much as I, I do my best to, to be the exception of this with our employee, nobody's going to take care of you. Whether you're in a company or outside a company, you have to be indispensable. Yeah. And so I, like, I just knew, like, I just, I, I got to go work for myself. And then it was figuring out what that was. And we had, right. you know, my wife and I started the company together. Yeah. We both own it. And you know, we, we looked at a lot of different things until it was this idea that just you know, kind of got written down in a notebook one day and then just wouldn't go away. And yeah. then it was like, well, I guess this is the one, you know? So we started out really just on a whim. I, you know, I, I had construction is all through like my family and I did, okay. you know, plenty of labor jobs coming up, but okay. I didn't come from the construction industry. The last thing I did before this was wearing a suit and, and dealing with, you know, headhunting and consulting and stuff like that. Wow. So this was a big shift and. I mean, we really just figured out, like, finally, after, you know, marketing and marketing, trying to figure out who our market was, finally, we had one project. And I hired a group of guys to do that project. And while that's going on, I'm like, I better find the next one because, you know, I committed to these guys to, to do it. Yeah. And it was everybody's first time doing it. You know, we've made promises to clients that this is how this is going to go. Right. And that first one, I mean, you kind of, again, a little cheesy. There's some caveats to it, but like that fake it till you make it. Like oh, at one yeah. point, somebody trusted me to do a job that they didn't, you know, necessarily have all the background of what my experience was. Right. But I was like, well, this I have to do. Yeah. And then like halfway through that, we got another one lined up. Yeah. And then as we're getting close to the end of that, another opportunity came up. And it's like, we just bootstrapped and bootstrapped and bootstrapped and tried to keep expenses down, tried to learn lessons as cheaply as possible. 
you know, just making payroll, making payroll, making, exactly. and then, you know, then there'd be a gap. And it was like, like, I'm not, no, like nobody, there's nobody, the phone's yeah. not ringing. Like everything right. we got was just hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was, it was years of that. I mean, years of giving people discount. Hey, listen, I got a gap in my schedule. I will discount this. I yep. just need to make enough money to pay the guy to keep them employed because like my goal is long-term sustainable. We're going to do this. And so the choices that I made, you know, wasn't always profit driven. I probably could have been more profitable, but it was, all right, let's do this for the long term. All right. If somebody comes in, they're going to be employed here. I need to make sure they got a job next. Yeah. And we just did it project by project, project by project. And, and really just figured it out. I mean, you get a call, Hey, can you do this? Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> all right. Let's, let's do some research. Let's figure out what to do. Yep. And, you know, and, and I had some help, you know, and, and uh, in terms of, you know, one or two people that, you know, were willing to take five minutes yep. and, and sometimes it was just that it's like, just scrape whatever information I could get, get yep. me over this hump, yep. but dude, it was, it was survival. I, it, it sometimes it's still survival now. Where, yeah. Listen, I mean, we're every, every hustler is always in survival, especially if you know the trick to keep yourself in survival on purpose. You know, Grant Cardone says uh, you, you got to stay broke, right? And so the, <clears throat> the reality, what you just said, I want to just point this out for the listener because I think this is so important. You wanted to build something sustainable. I think there are so many times business owners today start a business and then they see someone on TikTok talking about 100K months or even 50K months. And you're like, oh, okay. And, and so then there's just this false expectation of time necessary of of implementation, action, you know, sales, finding people, or I mean, just all of it. And so there's just this, it doesn't mean that it can't happen fast or that I'm projecting, you know, forever and ever for everybody. But the reality of what you just said is sustainable. And I've used that exact same word so many times when I've talked about my businesses, as well as others that I've, you know, consulted or people that are in the group. It's like, look, man, right now it sucks. Or right now you're, you're frustrated. Or right now here's this issue. But long term, if we're if, if you're going to be around in a year, five years, fifty years, if you're actually building something sustainable, a brand, you're going to help hundreds of thousands of clients over the years, and and your kids and your grandkids or whatever. This little bitty itty thing is just it's it's a two week problem, it's a two year problem. Who cares? If we're yeah. talking sustainable, we're talking so much bigger than just two years, right? Would you like to add anything to that? That really comes up, you know, when decision making. And, you know, something, sometimes it's a, a piece of equipment that goes down and it's like, well, what are we going to do? That's really expensive. It's like, well, we have to do it right. Like our business is, is a lot of it is, is, is making promises and keeping them. You know, when right. somebody is remodeling their house or tearing up, like there's no like, oh, this got hard halfway through. Sorry. I, I got to leave. <laughs> and you can't quit, you know, and, and yeah. you got deadlines and, and this and that. And every person you hire brings their they're good and they're bad with them and the right. surprises. But when you're, you know, in your feet or in my feet, like at the end of the day, I'm the one that made the promise. So like, you know, I'll be out there on a Unless Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, dropping, dropping brick wall because I already worked my guys as much as I want and, and to be sustainable, I'm not going to burn them out, but the job needs to get done. So it's like, all right, I'm going to do that. You know, yeah. the, as our work is sustainable in terms of the environment. But it's that sure. keeping the wheel going and keeping it steady, which is like my ongoing lesson that oh, yeah. like that, that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Well, you mentioned decision-making. So let's jump into this, the meat and the potatoes of the show here, good and bad. 
I want to know a good decision that you made, ideally, you know, pre first million in revenue. And you say, this one decision, I can track a lot of good things that have come back from this one thing. What is that? You know, I, I, I don't want to be a, you know, kind of just one note, but it's, it's that kind of mindset thing that when things get hard, it's the deciding not to quit. Yeah. You know, like those, every one of those dark days or sleepless night or how's this going to work or spreadsheeting. Okay. How, where's the money going to come from to get this done? I need these guys to pay their bills so that I can at least get here and then think in a couple of weeks, I'll get there. And it's that waking up in the middle of the night, like, like all of that and how hard that can be and how hard that can be on a family. And, and at the same time, we started this a year. We started like just about a year after my daughter was, my oldest daughter was born. Wow. And so then it's like, well, how do I also be a dad and make a sure another level. just business. And so like, I just realized like everybody's counting on me to, to do this thing. I was the one that said, this is, this is the thing for our family. Yeah. Um, and so it's it, that decision to like burn the boat and figure it out and just, and just go. So I've made that decision a few times yeah. and you know, I've, I've made the decision to take calculated risk. You know, there are certain things where it's like, okay, you do this. It's like, yeah, we, we can do that. That's bigger than anything we've done before. But I, you know, I say yes to everything. And that's one of the things that I think keeps us going. It might be hard in the, in the near term to keep twice as many promises as what right. you've done in the past. Sure. But, you know, I, I try and, you know, when the schedule gets too full and, and we're, you know, running around trying to get everything done. And I ask my guys like, Hey, where are we at? They're like, Hey, can you slow this thing down? I'm like, listen, we're in an industry that just, it, it can come and go and with the economy and with this and that, and one of the prices when COVID hit and like we're in construction when the sun's shining, we make hay. And when we keep these promises, these guys are going to call us next month and Dude, we're as fancy as we want to get and as sustainable and triple bottom line and all that stuff as we want to be. We're the first person in on a construction project and nobody cares about their demo guy. Like we've got to be that good. And then that way, like to stand out, you know, when you're just kicking up dust and, and, you know, doing what most people are thinking about getting rid of, that's where, you know, we've actually got a presence and a brand and, and things that go along with it where it's like, okay, all of that sticking with, and it, it's simple, but it's just just perseverance, you just yeah. grinding it out and, and being able to find whatever that reserve tank is that I feel is the closest thing to a decision that has made a difference. Yeah. I, the, the mindset that you've delivered really is incredible. I think it's something that the listeners heard before, but if they're, if they're paying attention and listening, they're here in the heart or the, 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 the presence of what it means in that moment to literally choose to keep going because we can talk about persistence we can talk about the angle of just you got to keep going you just you know when it sucks you just got to keep going like you, people say that but it in the moment the feeling of pulling yourself out is like none other i would love to know if there's a like a, a like a flash of time and that goes across your face where you did that like for this persistence that you're talking about like do you have a, a quick moment in time that you can describe where you had to pull yourself up where, and you were, you were not wanting to get up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, there've been a few, but there was one where it was just dark. It was, it was dark days. And it, it, you know, like I said, like I, I committed myself to this. I committed my family to this, yeah. I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that's done. You know, I commit yeah. our employees to what we, but there was a, there was a day where we were just 
I mean, just run it. And, and I'm overwhelmed, you know, run, like just running the day to day. I hired a couple of people to help just try and keep track of things, but I'm still like the, like, you know, the delegation thing, it's built up that I'm, I'm working on it, figuring out the right way to put the product in place. And then all of a sudden I'm going, going, going nonstop. We've got stuff happening, all that. And then I sit down and I neglected the accounting, you know, like, like something wasn't going to get done. And I looked down, I'm like, oh crap, we're out of money. Yeah. You know, like we're out, you know, like the, the like we, we were out probably two weeks ago. I should have. Yeah. I should have figured it out. Like we've got, we've got receivables coming in. Like, like everything yeah. should be okay. Cause I, I just haven't stopped working. Haven't stopped working. I, I'm doing everything I can. Yep. But then all of a sudden the, the cash flow turned into a, oh no, no go. Oh no. And, uh, and it was dark. Yeah. Like, it, it, like it really like. How am I going to do this? What are we going to do? You know, get 3 a.m. going through spreadsheets. All right, I can get to next week. And then if this happens, I'll actually go and pick up the, the check from that person. Like, I'm not even going to wait for it to be in the mail. And then I can get to right. next week. And I can get to next week. And then, like, that flat of, and I mean, it, it was a six-month hole to dig out of, to get the money to come in and to keep trying and to put the practice in place, just to learn how to level up. Like, we, we leveled up exactly. without... You kind of, I leveled up. You had to. You were either going to do it or die. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, it goes back. Like, if I had only known now or then what I know now, I would have done it this way, right. but I don't know. I wouldn't have learned that. So, you know, it, it took a lot of, it took a lot of, you know, work and grinding it out and figuring out what to do. But it all, like, it took a lot of, like, self work where it's like, you know, you're not going to get anything done if you just keep beating yourself up about it. Like, it was done is done. And, right. and oh, here, here's actually something that I do that, that I don't really point out to a lot of people that I think if, if anything's valuable, every time one of those dark days comes up, I ask myself, what if I had nothing to do with getting to this game? What if I bought this business today? What if I inherited, bought it, whatever? But what if I just took over today? I didn't have any baggage of what happened in the past. What would yeah. I do? And that's where I sat down. It's like, okay, okay. So it doesn't matter what got us here. If I bought this business today and I was a smart entrepreneur, businessman, and I knew how to do this, what would I yeah. do? And it's like, so good. it wasn't, that's where it was like, oh, now I like all those guys on my bookshelf. Like I just, I, I've read all their books. So like, okay, what would he do in this situation? What would he do? And I, I think through it from a couple of different perspectives of people much smarter than me. And I'm like, oh, well, it, like I, if I did sell this today, somebody would buy it. Yeah. And it would fix it. So I can't. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You, you created your own little mastermind with the books. You eliminated your excuses and you went straight into action mode. It's so funny. That makes me think of, there's been several times, whether it's been groups that I've been a part of, or even guys, business owners in gathering the King's mastermind. It's so funny how we'll have the same problem. Like literally right now, today I'm experiencing problem A. And I come to a scenario where you're talking about the same problem. And you're da -da 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 about problem A. And I chime up, I pipe up. I'm like, hey, here's the solution. And yeah. it is, it is the solution. And it's like, you know, you, you walk away from that meeting, you're going, dang, I should probably do what I suggested that he do. Yeah, pay down medicine. Yeah. Literally, which is, which is like a, a hidden power of, of, of a group, you know, where it's not even necessarily someone else's advice. It was your advice. Yeah, But it's just so much easy to give it to then actually go implement the things that sometimes we know, 
I can't tell you how many thousands of dollars I've spent on business coaches that have, in those moments, told me things I already knew. I already knew it. Oh, yeah. But I, the thing I wasn't paying him to teach me that. I was paying him to remind me and then go, hey, knucklehead. <laughs> now yeah. is that moment where you actually go implement this thing that you know, you know? Oh, yeah. I was, you know, I, I want to take one step back because I think, and I can give some credit to, to our guys. But I, you know, I was just thinking about that last question about what's one decision that you made that made a difference. And there's just a lot of little decisions. But one big one was a few years ago, we did an assessment and just looked at you know, cause we we're bootstrapping at the time and it just keep costs as low as possible. And, you know, our personnel plan was hire guys, you know, at a low skill level and manage and train and develop one of our, our, one of our big priority, which brings its own set of challenges is that we want to be able to help at every place we can. And one of that comes down to hiring. And we work with a lot of job training programs, a lot of people that come in really bad places in Chicago that are trying to get out of that. Yeah. Uh, and we've dedicated ourselves to hiring from there, which, awesome. you know, is, is tough because it's your, they're learning a new skill set. They're, they're, they're right. learning and really didn't have a whole lot of guide. Yeah. And, and they're, the challenges that, that some of our guides face are things that I couldn't even fathom. I mean, just outside right. of work, but as making that a part of it, you know, I realized after years of doing this, that we had good people working for us Yeah, and I'm running around trying to fill in the gaps of you know, understanding that we're bringing somebody in that doesn't have a great skill level. And so a few years ago, we, we ran analysis and said, okay, what if we raised our hiring pay and pay for everybody, but also raise the expectation for earning that. And we attracted a new caliber. We developed a higher caliber of current employees. We yeah. were able to put leadership in place that was able to take some of the load off of me. And so that I think hiring better talent and and, you know, in a conservative, you know, smart way, paying more has been one of the big things for us. Yeah. A few months ago when inflation hit, we just pulled everybody in and just said, hey, listen, we're doing a full on review for everybody right now. Anything that you deserve, we're going to bump your pay up, but bare minimum, even if you've only been here for a month, you're getting a 10% raise right now just to deal with inflation. I can't promise anything. You know, if inflation continues the way that it's doing, I can't promise anything. Right. But as of right now, I want, as the thing is going up, let's, let's try and take care of this and, and get you guys in a good spot. And, you know, good people is a, is a product of that. We've, we've attracted a lot of, I mean, skilled tradesmen into our, you know, our industry yeah. at the same time, like just taking care of and developing the loyalty within our team. Like the, the guys that are the closest they've ever been with each other. Yeah. Um, and we, and we've got a, a level of the culture yeah. came up with it and, and I think everybody knows we're all working together. Yeah, I love that. It's a hot topic right now. I love what you've done there. Paying attention to the small things, which money is one of those things, not always associated just to money. And it sounds like you've done, you know, a, a mixture of all of those, the heart things that, that bring a team together. So I appreciate that little, that little plug. I want to flip the coin here real quick. I want you to tell me about a bad decision, something that you did, palm on the face, terrible moment. I mean... I mean, part of it is, is just taking your eye off the ball and letting, you know, like kind of like what yeah. I was talking about before, letting busyness get in the way of taking, taking care of everything. Yeah. You know, so you, I'm looking for a, a decision that's like one of these things where it was like, oh, that was stupid, you know? Right. My, my errors are more in allowing busyness to get in the way of just doing the boring stuff, you know? 
Sure. Uh, if anything, I mean, you, I you as the owner, you, particularly like for you getting in, in yeah. your, your personal way as like you should be owning, but you're busy. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, you know, you, I, I, I know you, your, your concept of going from warrior to king, you know, I'm, right. I'm probably exactly. in that, in that, you that know, transition, that, you know, that being able to sit back and look at the 30,000 foot view, be what's right. going on, you know, be able to strategize. Like I work long days and put hundreds of miles on my truck every week because we do projects. I mean, all over. I mean, we've cut, like to drive from one to the other, I'm, I'm probably an hour and a half spread right in a lot of cases because yeah. we we work all over the place in chicago's big so yeah. like there are days where i spend eight hours literally not able to to get to a computer or really hit email or, or do any of that sure. and by the time i get back you get the few things that you can done well if you string too many of those days together and make that okay because at least i'm busy i'm doing everything i can exactly. that's where that that little trick has tripped me up and i always go back to right. like the simple stuff that i learned 10 years ago and and you know, like Tony Robbins has this concept of a wheel that you got to keep balanced. Like it's one of those things where you just got to remember every department in the business needs your attention. You can't just be putting up fires all the time. Right. And, yep. and so that, you know, I get deciding not to decide, you know, if everything's important that nothing is letting myself fall into that is, is the trap that I like, I think that's my biggest lesson that I keep apparently deleting a lot. Yeah, no, and I appreciate the vulnerability. I, I, I relate to that in all seriousness because we're both, we, in, our own, in our own words, we've mentioned that we're doers. And usually the doers are someone who's just like, okay, fine, just get out of the way, let me do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, which, which is the trap that you're talking about. So we have to trap ourselves into a scenario where it's, hey, that needs to be done differently. Let me do some training or let me hire a key role. There's just different action steps that we need to take as opposed to, just doing it. And so I love, I love that you brought that up. I think that most of the people here today listening at six figures, it is their biggest thing that's keeping them from seven. That and just getting more clients, sales and marketing. It's, it's the ability to just not be doing literally everything because you're only one person. And, and you and I, talented individuals, fine. I can run around, you know, the majority of people as far as like bandwidth, energy wise, like I could do a lot, but there's no way I'm going to do five or 10 or 20 or a hundred million worth, there's just no chance. I have got to bring in other resources. And, and that's really what, essence what you're talking about there. So I love that perspective. I think it's so real for, for you, for me, for everybody listening today, because yeah. it's this constant thing, you know, of giving things away, trusting people, you know, making sure that it's done properly. Like all of these things, I'm sure that the listeners are like, yeah, I felt that before, you know? It's just tough. It's it's the real part of going, man, if I was doing it, then I know that I could have it to my standard. You just can't. You just can't. <laughs> you got to draw yeah, the line. And, and to your point, the warrior to king transition is exactly what you're talking about. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and uh, like I to say, you keep promoting yourself, you know, keep promoting yourself within your business, you know, delegate yeah, no. what you were doing and then step up to that next level. And that that's my challenge. I mean, even the, like this morning. I had to run into the office and take care of, you know, like some, some contracts and stuff. And on my way in there, I get a call from our superintendent saying that he's sick and he was supposed to go get a job, you know, an hour and a half away from where I am right now, started this morning. And so right. it's like, well, thank God I got up early. And instead <laughs> of what I had planned, which is going to be a cup of coffee and a run, and I'm going to meditate and I'm going to you know be ready for this. I'm going to be so like here. And yep. I got, yep. I got back and I'm, I'm moving stuff around and, and like, dude, I was, I was here 30 seconds before we clicked on finally ready to yep. go. But yep. 
you know, that can happen at any time. You know, right now, I, mean, I, got, I got two cell phones here that luckily are, are only, you know, joke tech right now going off. But yes. I have <laughs> something goes on. Nothing's burning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything right now yeah. is, is good. The, the, the dorks are, are, you know, sending weird stuff out to the group. And, and that's the only thing that I got to worry about. You know, it's funny in our in our roundtables every month in, in the in the mastermind group. We go a couple hours and it's like, an, it's an event. It's something that you put on the calendar, something that each person commits to, to the work on the business, not in the business. It is not a time to be worried about the things of your business, but it is funny. We take a couple of breaks. And, and so I always say like, all right, time for your, go put out all the fire break, you know, cause there are obviously certain people who have things more figured out than others. And, and I remember being in that place where it was like, you know, like Lena, like I'm here with you, I promise, but I'm, I'm literally putting out a, an issue right now as we speak. And, um, and that's okay. Working through those things, acknowledging them is obviously step one, but then to put people process, you know, in places is something that we continue to do, like you just said. So let's switch over to the speed round. I want to come at you at a different angle. My first question in the speed round is in this demolition, recycling, blue earth, I love the name business. I want you to dwindle it down to one trackable metric. If you could only pick one track forever and ever, what would pop it? That's the only thing. I mean, that, I love it. that, you know, like that's the only thing a great, it was actually a client of ours, smart business man, entrepreneur built his empire, you know, hired us later on down the road to do a project for him. And he knew kind of, he could tell the place that I was in. And one day we're, we're sitting together and he's getting his project started and he's like, just remember business comes down to one simple thing. Profit is revenue minus expenses. Yep. And again, every time I get caught up and, oh, we got to do this and, oh, we got to do that. The only thing that keeps the lights on, the only thing that keeps, you know, everybody working, the only thing that makes payroll is profit. And so like, it's cheating. Like that's a total cheater answer, but like, that's the only thing. And, and if you're doing everything else to lead to that, like every one of our yeah. projects needs to be profitable. Yeah. You know, we do stuff that takes a day. We do stuff that takes six months. I can't lose all my money from making, you know, stuff that's easy to bid and, and make right. sense on the big jobs. And so right. it, it's that simple thing of making sure the project is profitable. So it comes down to like project yeah. management becomes a part of it. And there's a lot of KPIs that, you know, flow lead out to that. that. But my only metric right now is, is profit. Cause the, the, the stuff that gets you there isn't always measurable. Yeah. hundred percent. Love the answer. Steve, what book would you recommend? You've kind of given a couple, maybe go back to that, but area of opportunity here to recommend a book specifically for a six-figure business owner. You know, if they're not, if they're not all, already doing it, it could be because we're in the thick of this right now, but you know, our leadership team and I have spent the past year really digging into mostly the Jocko Willink leadership, yeah. starting with extreme ownership, getting into leadership strategies and tactics. And, you know, you've got some other ones and there's a lot of resources out there, but oh, yeah. I think it that, that discipline, that taking care of everything, that I'm going to make sure it gets done, that, that mindset, yep. I think that makes a big difference. And, you know, it could be because those books are what came in to me as we made that shift from six to seven. Yeah. But I think that those, those concepts and leadership is what, you know, what made the difference there. So I, I'd say at that level, I mean, you know, my answer would be almost anything Jocko puts out is you're going to be able to get something from it. And you just look and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I wasn't in the military. My family was, I, I have a concept of it. You know, we're, we're a blue line law enforcement family. Like I get that. I can relate to those guys that grew up with those guys, 
But right. when you see how it relates to business, then you're just like, oh, maybe Sun Tzu was right with the art of war. Like you can take all this stuff and, and you know, you can still be a nice guy, but you're going out, you're going to battle every day, you know, and, and strategizing everything, even if it's non, even if it's not a conflict, those left of things and what they can bring back from that and apply here, like it has been a huge difference for difference maker for us. hundred percent. Love it. Love it. Love it. Next question. What do you think about intentionally networking or masterminding with other entrepreneurs? And like, I'm currently shifting my mindset on that. Could okay. be from experience, but I've, Interesting. I've, you know, I've been in some networking things where it is just a cattle call, you know, and it's like, yeah. what are we doing here? You know, and, and we we're in some industry groups where, you know, you've got, you know, the golf outing or the poker tournament sure. and you sit down, but it was like, dude, it, it's five 30. I know what time all these guys got up. Like, I'm not here to pitch you. And so like, I was really like, and maybe because I was in survival mode, I'm like, dude, nothing's going to come out of this right now. Like I just can't put time into it. I got, I got stuff to do right now. And as I see, <laughs> yeah. and, and as we've grown up and, and, you know, we're looking at, you know, what can we do to expand what we do? I noticed yes, how valuable the relationships are and how valuable yeah, it is so when true. somebody, when you have that trust and you know, when you recognize the, you know, the name comes up on the caller ID and they know that they yeah. trust, you know, they know you, that they trust you and you trust them. We built the, built that. I think yep. we can do more of that, but you know, up yeah. until now, I, like my experience has made me think it was kind of a waste of time, but I think if you could be in with the okay. right group, you know, and it's not just no offense to all the insurance salesmen out there. Like you got a hard <laughs> job, I know. But like, oh, yeah. going and it's just, you're looking for leads and handing out business cards and half the room yeah. is insurance salesmen. That's yeah. a tough lead. Yeah. So, 100%. you know, that's not the place to be. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think being around the right people and, and guys that can help you do what you're doing, like yeah. I'm, I'm looking for more of a circle, you know, right now to, to surround myself with it because the people that have come into it recently, it's, it's like night and day. And then it's like, like you were saying, like whoever we read, you know, with this conversation, there's everybody's dealing with this stuff. So then you've got that tribe that, you know, you're, everybody knows those days where you're in the trenches together or you're celebrating together, you're taking a break, you know, right. so I think it's valuable yeah. and, and, but be deliberate in, instead yeah. of just, oh, that's going on. I'll go to that BNI group and exactly. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's I mean, that's why going. I use the word intentional, right? Like you, and networking can be intentional. I love how you, whether you realize it or not, you separated the two, which is great because the BNI, the networking, it is, there's a place. There's a place for that to get leads, to get business, to exchange one for the other, tick for tack. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And in fact, usually it's when you're in the six figures that it matters most because that's what you need. You need more leads. You need more business. It's not until you have the higher perspective that you realize that really you weren't building for the lead. The reason why you ended up getting that is because you had been coming in that BNI thing for three months and that guy trusted you, like what you just said. So you realize the relationship factor actually meant more than just being there transacting, giving business cards, although that's cool. But what you're talking about as far as a relationship, it just, it just matters more, but you don't see it until the actual exchange of transaction doesn't matter where you've got enough resources now where I don't need to necessarily go to this one event. I'm speaking at an event next week. I don't need to go to that event and speak and like, okay, how many leads do we collect? Or, or how many, how many new members do we have? You know, like, it's not like that. It's I'm going to meet some people and something's going to come out of it. 
I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? But the, you 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 kind of loosen off the gas like that as you're saying it, as you kind of grow up a little bit. I like how you said that. I kind of grew up a little bit. Last question. Are you ready, Steve? Bring it. If you could whisper in the younger Steve's ear, what would you what would, what would you tell him? Wow, these are gonna be all right. Yeah, like it, it just it was never meant to be easy. It was never meant to be smooth. Do your best with it, but just don't beat yourself up the whole way. You know, like everything is gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah, cheapy stuff. You know, like it'll all be right in the end. And if it's not all right, then it's not the end. You know, like I'll greeting yeah. card myself to death. Yeah. If that's what I got to do. Hey, well, don't worry. My editor will take it. We'll quote it. <laughs> yeah. I can't take credit for that. But it's like, you just cut yourself a little flack. There's going to be hard days. Focus on what's important. You know, like, like I said, I started this a year after my daughter was born. It's been, it was so great in the home office for her to crawl into the room. You know, while I'm in the middle of a call, we're hearing a baby cry in the background. And I was just open with everybody. I'm like, oh, the boss is yelling at me. Like, that, that's it. Like, but I, I've been able to, in the early days, like drive my daughter to preschool. I'm able to be a part of their activity. I'm, the important stuff in, in life is getting done. Yeah. And good. Be easy on yourself, but also like, you know, during those hard days, that's when, it feels like you and the business are the same thing. So like if the business is challenged and it's like, what am I? I'm a failure, all that. And then uh, I, it's like, dude, you're, you're separate, like separate that entity and work on it from the outside. Cause you're not the same thing and projects can, can go wrong. They, there can be challenges, but that doesn't mean that, that you're the, the, doesn't mean that you're challenged, you know, you're going to face them, but it's like you. You're, you're separate from that thing that is right now experiencing the challenge. You can work such a good mindset. I haven't, I haven't really ever heard it said like that, but so good. Just wanted to sit in that for a second. I want the listener to really pay attention to that. It's not giving yourself permission to slack. It's giving yourself permission to have perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. Like there's never like, oh, well, I'm okay. I'm okay. So, you know, like. We've got, we've got work to do and there's challenges here, but like, just remember, it's going to be all right. Like the, the, yeah. the, the craziness and the curry and the hustle and the, and all that, like at the end of the day, if, if you're not right inside, that's just going to come out in everything that you do. And right. when we go back to decision-making and all that, every time I've made a bad decision, every time I've been like, well, this is going to be a challenge right now. We got into a deadline. And every time like you're tempted to cut a corner, it's like, no, 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 no. Like this will pass, do it right, get it done, you know, face whatever, like you, you yep. take, take, take some shots, yep. but be you at the end of the day. So yeah. David Goggin says, I'm not going to die. Just yeah. keep going. You will never not die. Not going to die. No, I, I don't, I don't see that guy going anywhere. And it's yeah. just that, like, again, well, yeah, for sure. Ever. But in the, mo in the moment, at least, you know, <laughs> um, like, but like. He's a great one. Like if, if that guy can do what he did, I can do what's in front of me. Yeah. You know, like there's just too many people that have done great things that this thing is small in comparison, just whether it get through it, you're going to be all right. And just be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Since we, since we real quick here, we're a little over time, but I think this is applicable. We started the conversation talking about, about elk hunting. I don't normally share a bunch of stories from me, but I'm going to tell a quick 30 second story. It's a couple of years ago, I shot a really nice bull in Wyoming and 
or five miles into the wilderness where there is no mechanical anything. And it takes us about seven and a half hours to get the meat about a third of a mile away from the carcass because there's grizzly bears. And so we have to get it away and we have to hang it in a tree. So I shoot, shoot the animal at seven or at 1 PM at 8 PM, it's hung in a tree. So that's seven hours and all four quarters, which are about a hundred pounds each. I carried on my pack from the carcass, a third of the mile away, walked back, carried the next one, walked back, carried the next one while my other, my dad and my other buddy were cutting, you know, up the quarters. So I'd already at this point carried hundreds of pounds of meat at this, you know, whatever that is, 2.7 miles or whatever the, the math is on that. And then it comes, we're 8 PM, we're three and a half, four miles, whatever this is from the cabin. And I carry my 40 pound pack and this 110 pound head and antlers on top of my pack out the three miles. And I didn't have to, I could have hung it in a tree. We could have come back next day with the, with the, with the, with the, with the horses. And I was like, no, I'm freaking carrying that sucker out. And it was like three and a half miles, you know, a couple hours later. And I just kept telling myself, you're not going to die. You're not going to die. Just take another step. Just get up here around the corner. Just make yourself up the hill. Get, get yourself down, down the hill. Just up around the corner here. Just take another step. You're not going to die. Just take your step. You know, and yeah. fast forward, my dad's like, bro, I don't know what you were on, but man, am I proud of you. And, and it was just that moment, like that perspective that you said of like, it's all right. It's not ever like the steps, the weight. It wasn't meant to be just like peachy. And wow, this is flowery and fun and like, I will never forget those moments. Yeah. They were hard moments, you know? And so I just love your perspective. I love your mindset. You've given so much value here today. How can the listener find you, Steve? Whether they want to like talk business with you, they want to reach out. Maybe there's projects across the country that they need this recycling option. How can they? So right now we're, we're in Chicago and the surrounding state. Our website is blueearthdeconstruction.com. So it's the color blue earth. So you got two E's in there. D like dog, E like Edward construction.com. Instagram, blue earth deconstruction. I think the same for Twitter. These past few months, we have been just too busy in the field. I got a ton of pictures that I still got to post up there and just do some drops on it. Awesome. I think I'm on LinkedIn and if you shoot me a message and you're not just somebody trying to get me to buy your product. I, I will figure out how to get in touch with you there. Yeah, Phone sure. numbers, websites, and contact forms, they're, they're all on the website and we're happy to help. We do a lot of cool stuff. We're, you know, we're consulting on a few different things where we're able to share some knowledge. And, and if we can't do the job ourselves, we can chip in and direct it. But electronically, yeah. that's how to get in touch with us. Good. And we're like, just with everything, we're happy to help. Yeah, I love that. We'll put it in the show notes as well, all those ways of contact. And so that way the, the listeners can reach out, you know, for, for actual help. That's what I love about what guests like you do, man. You just open yourself up. We've had stories of people reaching out and, and guests reach back out to me and like, hey, I, you know, this is kind of cool because that's really what a king mindset is. is it's, it's more than just you and it's taking the resources that you have and helping other people. I love it. So again, thank you for being here. Your valuable time. You've given such uh, from your heart today. And we just thank you for being here. Blessings on your family, kiddos, your business, your team. All of that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing literally over two or three hundred other very successful seven, eight, and nine figure business owners is that 
it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.